Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running over that's for sure. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. 
Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And again, I'm recording this. I'm in a hotel room. I'm not in a studio. Any sound issues or whatever, you hear a train going by, sorry. Like, this is old school, real life, real crime. I, I, you know, I record when and where I can. All right, so this is episode two of season 12. And I'm going to be continuing on Courtney Coco's voir dire or jury selection. Now, y'all, this is stuff you have not heard in the news. They, they, The first episode I did, I mean, I didn't get through the first day of jury selection. And it was an hour long. But it's not boring. This, this stuff, they're laying out the, the basis for their case and trying to seat uh, basically 14 impartial jurors, 12 regular and two alternates. All right. Stay tuned to end the show for some real life, real crime announcements. Now back to it. The I left you last about Hugo talking about eyewitnesses um, and, and things that could affect their uh, judgment on what they saw or how two eyewitnesses can see the same thing but describe it a little bit differently and stuff like that. So the Hugo then moves on to the term principle, like principle to murder basically in this case and he puts up a slide on the tv screen and it's the movie fargo and he asked the jury who's seen it and you know, a couple of them raise their hand and uh y'all go back i should have said in the last episode he keeps using movie clips and he asks the jurors who sees it and who's seen it and they raise their hand and so he does it on this one when he, when he puts up fargo and one guy raises his hand again he's like Mr. So-and-so, you watch way too much television, right? That's Hugo Holland being a genius in the courtroom, making the personal connection with each juror members. Now, when he's asking these questions, he's explaining everything. I can't tell you every word that was said. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of summarizing, but he is a genius. He's making the personal connection with each juror member in case they get on the jury. It would be very, very important that they like him and trust him if he's on the if they're seated on the final jury, all right. So principal to a crime, he puts up Fargo. He asks him, uh, you know, the one guy raises his hand. He said, "Okay, tell me about this movie. What happens?" And he said, "Well, the um, the guy, the husband was having financial problems, and his wife's dad was loaded, like a multi multi millionaire. His wife's dad hated him, so he wasn't going to loan him any money." So what does he do? He hires these two yahoos to kidnap his wife, take her up to the cabin in the middle of the woods, and hold her hostage for ransom. Well, when they're up in the woods, one of the assholes accidentally kills the wife, shoots her by accident or whatever. So he says, then he asks the jury, he says, do you think that the husband is just as guilty as the guy who pulled the trigger? A couple of them said, yeah, a couple said, no, whatever. So he went on to further explain. He said, listen, if the husband had not hired these two yahoos to kidnap her and hold her for ransom, even though she was accidentally shot, then she wouldn't have been there, right? So they are principal to, or the husband's principal to it, even though he wasn't there when she got shot, she, she was there because of him. Right, and I agree with that. Fuck, he's guilty as fuck. So is the other guy that was holding her hostage. And I mean, if I get my wife, I say, "Hey, send. The, I'm going to rob a bank, drive the car, and I go in to rob the bank, 
and I accidentally shoot somebody during the robbery and I run out with the money and I get in and we haul ass, well, guess what? Cindy knew that that I was going to rob the bank. She drove me. I told her I was going to rob the bank. I go in, even though the gun goes off by accident, I kill somebody during the commission of that crime, I'm guilty. And she's just as fucking guilty because she drove me there and she didn't even knowledge about it. So he touches on that and moves on, okay? He says, my job is to get justice. And if you want to get justice, like I do, you want a juror that's on the jury who will listen and make reasonable decisions. And Hugo then asks each juror, would they pick someone like themselves to be on a jury? Right? And basically, he prefaced that with, he said, y'all, I'm about to give you a chance to talk yourself out of jury duty. And he, ha- he asked each one of them, all 20 of them, he said, would you pick yourself to be on a jury? Could you sit there and be unbiased and listen to the factual evidence that comes in in this case and make a reasonable decision? And I'm telling you, I know David Anthony Burns is guilty, but it doesn't matter what I know. It matters what I can prove in court beyond a reasonable doubt. Not beyond a shadow of all doubt, but beyond a reasonable doubt. And then he went and asked that question to each one of them. He called their name, made eye contact, right? He He's had them laughing and, and everything, you know. He's had them serious modes, and he asked each one of them. And... Y'all, each one of them said yes. Oh, except for the one lady, the one lifer. She's just like, no, he's guilty no matter what. Uh, uh, But the rest of them said, yeah, I can be fair and impartial. Okay, boom, good stuff, right? uh, Then, y'all, the court calls a break. And during the break, I stand up. It's just us in the back of the courtroom, remember, that I told you in the the one family member behind Burns that was turned around pointing at me that Miss Stephanie went off on him, uh, Mama Bear for me. But the Hugo comes up to us in the back of the courtroom and he says, I can't control what you do on your podcast. You know, uh, I thought he was like joking or something. He said, I can't control what you do on your podcast, but you know, it, this, this is ridiculous or something. I said, I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you just dropped another episode today. On, on this and it's going to affect my jury pool. I said, Oh, I said, I didn't drop an episode today. He said, yeah, you did. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, I did. But I, I said, Oh, I said, Hugo, listen, I didn't, I, I titled that episode Courtney Coco's murder trial. I said, but I may have talked about the trial for like 12 minutes and I didn't say anything about Burns being guilty or innocent or anything that could affect the jury. All I said was the steps of the trial, like how the jury Pool gets selected, there, right? Opening arguments, then the you know testimony is going to be put on by the prosecution or uh, witnesses, whatever evidence will be put on by prosecution. The defense has a chance to cross-examine those witnesses, and when the prosecution gets done, they say the prosecution rests. Then the defense, if they choose to, they don't have to, it gets to put on their case. At at the end of that, they rest, and then they have closing arguments. Prosecution gets to get up first, say their piece about whatever, summarize the case. The defense gets up and say, well, if they want to, they get to stand up and say what they want. And it's all good, right? Uh, then the prosecution has the final say-so. They can counteract whatever defense said. 
then the judge will charge the jury or give them instructions, which takes for fucking ever. Uh, um, and then they send them out to deliberate and they come back guilty, not guilty. So he was like, you know what? Can you come, come outside and talk to me for a minute? And I was like, yeah, all right. So he took me in this little side hallway and there's two chairs and a little table there. And he sat down and he said, listen, he said, I know there's been a lot of bad blood with you and the, and the powers that be here, right? He said, but the DA, Philip Terrell, and the Sheriff Woods, they want to start over with a clean slate. And he said, they want to offer you a peace branch. And he said, if you don't drop an episode while trial is going on, then I, I will give you, at the end of the trial, I will give you my entire case file, and you can run with it. You can use all my evidence and materials to do your podcast. All right? And... I told him, I said, Hugo, I would never do anything to jeopardize this trial. I certainly had not planned on dropping anything while the trial was going on. So, you know, that's, I, I care about this case. I've been on it for over four years. I said, I was on it a long time before you were on it. And I would never do that. I said, you know, my career in law enforcement, why in the fuck would I want to fuck up this case? I said, I know what I can do and I can't do. And and, and he was cool about it, you know. Um, and then I told him a couple things that I'm not going to tell y'all the uh, about his evidence and, and, and he agreed with me on some of it. Uh, actually, he vehemently agreed with me on it. And um, – I talked about Bloody Angola, an episode that we got coming up on Captain Brian Knapps. They got murdered during a, during a uh, escape attempt, and Hugo was actually the special prosecutor for that, also. And he said, you know, he would help me on that, et cetera. But the the fact that this man took me outside, and you know, well, I think when he said they want to offer you a peace branch, I'm like, hey, I don't need it a peace offering because I hadn't done anything wrong and I, and I still haven't. But anyway, the fact that he took me out there and had this talk with me and we reached this agreement, um, it meant a lot to me because, you know, Hugo Holland, I think he's done like 230 something or plus death penalty cases in, in, in cases like Courtney Coco's where he's brought in as a special prosecutor because he's the best. All right. And it meant a lot to me. Uh, it, it, but he told me, he said, you know what? I got a lot of bad information on you in the beginning. Uh, like uh, he said, oh, well, you did, a, you did a protest outside the courthouse. I said, hell, I did the protest because the, the Stephanie had a meeting. Courtney's mama had a meeting with the DA, Terrell. And he said there'd be an arrest in two weeks. It was eight weeks later. And he wouldn't even return phone calls. So I said, yeah, we protested peacefully. But then, he, you know, we went on and got everything straight. So that meant a lot to me. Uh and I, I, I think that Hugo Holland is a genius in the courtroom from getting to watch. I wish I could quantify that for y'all. All the prosecutors I've seen and all the attorneys I've seen, the a trial is totally different than anything else. A jury trial, is it is the greatest show on earth. But to do that and, and to win it successfully, you have to be a bit of a showman. But more than being a showman... You got to have the evidence. And believe me, 
by the time you get done hearing this series, you're going to know Hugo Holland had the evidence, okay? I'm a, I mean, this is crazy. And look, I'm recording this Saturday after being in court all week. All right, back to it. LaCour gets to get up and talk to the jury like Hugo Holland did. And Hugo, you know, explains. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I mean, just about everything in the world. But LaCour gets up and he makes this attempt to uh, make a personal connection with the jury. And he says, look, y'all, uh, you know, I don't drink coffee anymore. Uh, I swapped energy, energy drinks. Uh, uh, you know, probably wasn't the best decision. But why is he doing this, y'all? He's trying to get these people to relate to him as a person. And, he, you know, whatever. He said he's from Alexandria, born and raised, and he got his degree from Southern Law School, all right, he got his degree from Southern, and he decided to go to law school because he wants to make a lot of money and help people. And he said, I don't know about the making money part, but he said, I get to help people and try cases, and that's what I love. And then he goes on to tell about his wife and his kids and that he loves to barbecue. He said, I'll barbecue anything. Why is he doing that, y'all? Because he's trying to make the connection like Hugo has with the jury. He said, and he goes on, he says, look, I got it. My mama couldn't afford to put me in martial arts when I was a kid. He said, but I'm in martial arts now and it's great exercise. And, um, but he says, I'm, I'm here to represent David Anthony Burns on, and he's on trial for his life for second degree murder. And he said, I got to figure out who's good and who's not. All right. On the jury. He said, now, Mr. Hugo did most of my job for me, y'all. And, I mean, he got up there and explained all this stuff to y'all, and I'm like, hell, what am I going to do now? What am I talk about? You know, Hugo already explained everything. He said, but I'm going to tell you this. And then he did some quote from Thomas Jefferson about uh, juries being, uh, the jury process being, Jury trial process being the most important thing in civilized society, whatever the fuck, right? Uh, whatever. The at this point, I think he's just kind of rambling to take up a little bit of time. Um. But anyway, he says that it's 
like Thomas Jefferson said, it's his job to protect his client from the government. He said, but that's not the jury's purpose. It's my job to protect my client. It's your job to listen to all the facts in finding not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. All right? So, or to, to have reasonable doubt and find him not guilty. Um, but he goes on and, said, you know, said, but your purpose is to do that, right? He said, but now I want to have a conversation with you. He said, Hugo Holland talked about police investigations. And he asked the jury to explain what they think the cop's job is in the criminal justice system. He said, the cop's job is to try to figure out who did it secure evidence, and to follow all leads. He said, but you know what? Cops, sometimes they drop the ball. He said, would you be surprised if I told you I could go to the police department and make a complaint that a lady beat me up and the cops may just put out a warrant without doing any investigation? He said, this happens every day. He said, I could go down there and say Judge Doggett hit me in they'd have to arrest her on paper or they would arrest her on paper. Y'all arresting on paper is like getting a traffic ticket, right? Uh, um, he said, he said that cops would go make the warrant for me and, and, and arrest me and they could sign me out or, or I could sign myself out or whatever. He said, but the rest on paper is just like getting a ticket. So they don't, they don't fill up the jail. He said, but would anybody on this jury panel, give police testimony more credibility than others. He said, you know, even though the officers took an oath, they lie. He said, everybody lies. He said, cops are human and they lie. And he said, officers get fixated and they go after a certain person and they don't want to look at anybody else. He said, it happens every day. And basically y'all, he was bashing the shit out of the police. Okay. Then he asked him, he said, you know what? Has anybody on this panel have a suicide or accidental death in their family? And several people raised their hand and he went through them, talked to each one about it. He said, I've experienced suicide in my life and that's a horrible thing, right? It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 
50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Accidental deaths are a horrible thing. And but they're an accident, you know. Y'all, I'm thinking he's laying down his pre work. He's going to call Courtney Coco's death an accident. Accidental, uh, she drank herself to death. Well, we'll see how that works out for him. And I'm, I'm trying to sum this up so this episode won't be so long. The, then he asked, um, he said, You know, eyewitness testimony could be wrong, yeah. For reasons like people could be on drugs, right? And do you think eyewitnesses get it right all the time? He said, I'm here to get justice for the Constitution and my client, David Anthony Burns. He said, don't make assumptions that put innocent people in jail. My client's on trial for his life. It's your job to listen to the facts and come back, find my client not guilty, and the facts aren't proven. And y'all, basically, I'm paraphrasing and summing it up. So, he LaCour gets done. He sits down. And now they do what they call challenge for calls, okay? Now, there's three ways the a potential juror can get ruled out of the jury pool. One is a challenge for calls. Two is... The defense can strike a jury member. They get X amount of strikes. Or the prosecution can strike a jury member. And they don't have to give a reason why. All right? So we're going to deal with the challenge for causes first. They send the 20 people out, and they do challenge for causes. And that's where the judge says, okay, who do you challenge for cause, Mr. Core, And who do you challenge for cause, uh, Mr. Hugo? 
And they were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And the judge says, well, you know what? I'm personally kicking out number five, number six, and number 19. Uh, and she gave various reasons that, like, the one lady was like, fuck that. He's guilty. The the guy at the convenience store, he had to call the sheriff's office on him uh, and hated his guts for, you know, whatever Burns was doing at the store. Uh, uh, I'm not going to make any assumptions because I don't know. The, the, uh, but they go on and they strike those uh, uh, immediately. Hugo challenged one of the judge's strikes and says under Article 797, paragraph whatever, the opinion shall not be sufficient grounds to declare court can think he can be can't be impartial. Uh, judge excused him anyway for cause. Then Lacour challenged another, saying that it had a relationship with Stephanie. Hugo rebutted and said she said she had a relationship with Stephanie, but she could be fair. Well, judge dismissed that one too. That was number four, I think. Then LaCour said he challenged one saying they watched too much CSI. The judge denied that uh, that challenge. And then they all agreed to kick another guy off because he couldn't hear this um, gentleman that was sitting on the back row. So that left 14 members. Six were struck uh, before they take another little break, and they come back in – they decide now. Hugo took the family, Stephanie and the aunts, in the room and said, "Okay, who did y'all like? Who didn't you like? Whatever." They had their little list. The core went and burns. I'm sure asked them the same thing, and they come back and court convenes and they go on peremptory strikes. Now, remember, I told you the defense gets so many and prosecution gets so many. In that those strikes, Lacore struck three jurors. And Hugo Holland struck only one, all right? So at that time, we're down to 10 juror members left. The, uh, there were 10 left, and they, they bring them back in. They excuse the ones that they challenged for calls and the printer strikes. They got them out of the courtroom. Judge tells the rest of them, swears them in at 3 p.m., raise your right hand, you know, Whatever you swear to solemnly discharge your duties, da 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 da, da whatever, and they all agree. Okay, uh, then the judge tells them, says, "Look, she gave gave him instructions. She said, you know, when you leave here, I don't want you talking to your family members about this case. I don't want you listening to any news media or any type of platform that can say anything about this case. And I'm sure she was talking about real life or crime in there, but without saying it." Um, she said, don't talk about it, don't research it, and you, y'all may like Mr. LaCour or Mr. Hop, Mr. Hugo, but when you see him from this point on in the courthouse, don't even look him in the eye. Don't say hi to him. Don't say good morning because Mr. Hugo may not say it as nice as a good morning as Mr. LaCour does, and y'all may, you know, that may influence you in some way. So just don't do it. Don't research anything. Don't talk to anybody. The don't do anything. And, and if anybody tries to contact you, then you report it to the court immediately. She said, it's my job to make sure y'all are taken care of and you can execute uh, your your job as jury members. All right. So she told me you could bring a bottle of water to the courtroom, but no food, no gum, and no phones allowed. And she said that we're going to start at 9 o'clock in the morning so we can get here by 8.30. So, y'all, 
they leave and then they do a couple of more uh, expert things or whatever. They, uh, they had some arguments that Hugo and LaCour did. Not really that important for me to, to waste my time telling you about, okay? So um, the next day, the next morning, they bring in jury panel number two. It's the same exact thing, y'all. Same questions are asked. The LaCour wrote the podcast. He asked every single one of them, how, how long you been listening to Real Life for Crime? How long you been listening to podcasts and all that? And a lot of them, only a couple of them said they had heard the podcast, the, uh, but he harped on that big time. They went through the same uh, evidence. Uh, the you know, like Hugo used the same movie clippings. Um and the same thing about eyewitnesses and the beating to death in the courtroom with the chair and Fargo, the movie, uh, you know, how eyewitnesses can, descriptions can vary, but they still have this, the right person or whatever. And, y'all, I think the only difference was uh, uh, on that day, Hugo also explained hearsay, which means, like, um, if Cindy tells me something and or somebody tells Cindy something and she tells me, I can't get up in court and testify to what Cindy heard from another person because it's hearsay. All right. And that's going to be a very important as the trial goes on. But they also explained about expert witnesses that expert witnesses can give an opinion based off their knowledge. All right. But you don't have to accept that opinion. Very, very important coming coming up in the case and at what things I'm going to tell you about. All right, so LaCour gets up and does his same spiel. Except this time, yeah, he bashes the police again. You know, police lie. Uh, uh, you know, police dirty, and and they focus on an innocent person, and the cops are bad, and whatever the fuck, right? Same shit, but more vehemently. All right. And, but he's still trying to make his personal connection with this jury. Like Hugo's doing it again on day two, same thing, calling their names, da, 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 da. You know, I like, but LaCour is like, I like to barbecue my wife, kids, whatever the, but LaCour goes further on this day. He said, who here believes in a grand jury? He said, obviously my client is sitting here because a grand jury indicted him. He said, but you ever heard the statement that you, uh, you can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. He said, but well, you can. He said, when they, they have the grand jury, the prosecution gets to put on all our stuff and we don't even get to be in there and it's secret and it's just bull. And, and, and my client shouldn't be sitting in here because he was based up, uh, he's indicted by a grand jury when the grand jury can, and can indict a ham sandwich. Now listen, that fucking pissed me off. Uh, uh, the, I mean, that's just bullshit. But it, it, I guess that's his opinion of the legal system that he's working for, and and I guess if I was a defense attorney, well, fuck that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. The legal process is what it is. Listen to this, and when he's standing up, they're talking to him. He starts now, y'all. I can't believe none of y'all have any objection to the death penalty. And I'm like, death penalty, and and he said, yeah. And the jury's kind of looking at him like he's fucking stupid. And, and he said, yeah, the death penalty. When I normally I do these cases, at least one or two people's got an objection to the death penalty. You know, 
and none of y'all have an objection to the death penalty in this case? And I'm like, motherfucker, this ain't a death penalty case. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm screaming in my head. I can't believe this asshole saying this. And, and the, <laughs> the judge had to stop and said, stop, Mr. LaCour. This is not a death penalty case. Why are you talking about the death penalty? He's like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right, Your Honor. This ain't a death penalty case. Um, uh, <laughs> whatever. The, the, it, it, so basically it's the same spiel as day one, other than the court got it wrong about the death penalty. Holy shit, if I was David Anthony Burns, I'd have been like, what the fuck? But he, you know, he bashes the police. He whatever every every everybody's out to get his client and he didn't do anything what have you so at the end of the, the second panel right we go back to they send them out and they go to challenge for cause well again the judge dismissed three jurors for whatever reason she because of something they said or no i, I can't be unbiased because of the podcast or whatever it may be she kicks three of them off immediately. Then, now, y'all, on, on this day, I told you they still had their strikes. The defense and prosecution get so many. I, th- I think it's 14 total. Oh, no, 12, 14, whatever it is. The, uh, so they go back and, and they say, okay, come back in with your strikes. The core starts striking people. Boom, boom. And the he goes back to day one. Now, here's the deal. They can strike. From the first panel that's seated already and been sworn in, they can go back and use their strikes on those people too. So once he got done striking the people from this day, he went back and started striking people from day one. All right, that and when he got to his tenth strike, the Hugo Holland said, "What number is that for you?" He said, "Number 10. And Hugo Holland said, "Judge, I object." He has dismissed 10 jurors using his preemptory strike, and all of them were white. Okay. Hadn't heard that one before. Of course, I wasn't keeping up with the colors and everything, uh, or the race, not the colors, the race of the potential jurors. And the judge was like, whoa. She's kind of taken back about it, and the court was kind of taken back about it. And Hugo was like, hey, the, I mean, I'm challenging on dismissing on race, and judge said she had to look at it. And LaCour said it's not race. And and the judge says, you know what? I'm not seeing it. Because they went back and said, well, there were only so many African-Americans on the first panel and so many on the second panel. Whatever. Judge let it in. And they bring the jurors back in once they got done with their strikes. And we now have 14 people. The rest of them dismissed. We have 14 people seated on the trial for David Anthony Burns. Second degree murder of Courtney Coco. Um, the rest of them are dismissed. Those 14 are sworn in, okay? And the jury is sat at 2.45 p.m. Let me let me digress for a minute. I'm going to go back and tell you the on the second day that the, the courtroom, uh, Courtney's side, the second day we sat on the front row. The, the very front pew, that's why I call them pews, bench, I guess, the very front pew was me, number one, up against the pew. And the, well, I can reach out and touch the, the wall of my right hand. Beside me was Miss Stephanie. She's holding a picture. Uh, uh, or no, not not that day she wouldn't hold a picture. But Miss Stephanie, then it's Lynn, then Michelle. And then we had a bunch of lifers there too, y'all. Actually, 
the pretty much the, I mean, our side of the courtroom was full. Uh, uh, and the people were there supporting it. There were a couple people there on, on Burns' side sitting behind him. Um, of course, you know, the lawyers are dressing different. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner color suits and ties and and everything um burns was dressed in different clothes and you know it goes through right but the, the there's a lot of breaks during the day and and all that but anyway the jury said of course there's news coverage and that's the day i told y'all i did a, a video post i said hey the jury is set i had made a deal not to say anything about the process as long as it was going on, which I told you all today about you know, I deal with Hugo Holland. And the next step is what? It's opening arguments. And I don't know how far I'm going to get into this because I just, I'm going to set it up for you and um, with the judge's instructions, et cetera, before the prosecution begins their, their stuff. So opening arguments, David Burns, Anthony Burns is again in court. He's wearing a long sleeve white shirt and black pants. Okay, Mr. Hugh Holland today has on a dark gray suit and a maroon tie. Mr. LaCour had on a black plaid suit and I think a dark gray tie. Uh, now, this open August day, this is a, this is the third day. Now we got a crowd. All right, the, the I'm telling you, Courtney Coco's side is full. I'm sitting on again on that um, front bench all the way to the right. Stephanie's sitting beside me. All the Courtney supporters have it on either pink or Justice for Courtney shirts. Uh, Stephanie is holding a picture of Courtney. I'm sitting right behind her, beside her. I'm taking notes. Again, the, the jury is brought in. You have, okay, so when court starts, you have to all rise for the jury coming in, and you have to remain standing while they come in. They have their assigned seats. That's the same seats they have every time for trial. And every time there's a break or whatever, and they come back in, they have to. We have to rise until they're seated, and then we're seated. And then the judge says, "Attorneys, make <clears throat> make it known who you are for the record." And Lacour stands up and says, "I'm 
LaCour attorney representing David Anthony Burns and and my assistant co-counsel and such such um, representing David Anthony Burns and let the record show he's here in court. And it goes to Hugo Holland. Hugo Holland says, says, I'm special prosecutor Hugo Holland for the state of Louisiana. My uh, co-counsel whatever his name is, y'all, I can't remember it. And and the sergeant for Louisiana State Police or president with him. So the judge said, then says, let the record reflect that, you know, all parties are here in court. The ju- jury see it correctly, what have you, what not. So the judge starts to give instructions. And she says, this is a criminal case by indictment. And the clerk, she said, Madam Clerk, will you stand up and read the indictment? And I'm going to paraphrase it for y'all because it's, I was trying to write fast, but y'all have all heard this before. So the clerk stands up and says, this is a case of Louisiana versus David Anthony Burns, number 351930, section two, whatever, in Rapids Parish, Louisiana. Uh, The charge that defendant David Anthony Burns committed second-degree murder on on or about 3rd October 2004 when he killed a human being, Courtney Coco, during the robbery of, of Coco against the the laws of the state of Louisiana, and I'm paraphrasing for y'all, I can't because I couldn't write it all down fast enough. Basically, and he was indicted by the grand jury, and they gave the date, and signed. It was signed by Hugo Holland, special prosecutor. So, the judge then says, "Listen, opening statements are about to begin, but opening statements are not evidence." It's just the outline of what the defense and the prosecution are going to say at trial. Prosecution then has to prove their case. The defense does not have to. And at the conclusion, there will be closing arguments as to what the evidence has shown. Now, when the trial begins, the state, Mr. Hugh Holland, will go first. And they'll put on all their evidence, all their witnesses, and prove their case to you. And, but as that's going on, the defense, Mr. LaCour, has a right to get up and cross-examine the witnesses that Mr. Hugo Holland is putting on to prove his case. When Mr. Hugo Holland gets... Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, It is only 20 calories and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great too and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment to chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park done he will say the state rest and then if they choose to mr lacour can put on a defense for david anthony burns she said but they don't have to he said if they do if they choose not to put on a defense you can't hold it against them he said then we're going to have closing arguments mr hugo holland gets to get up and give his closing arguments first, which is going to be the summation of his case and why he thinks you should find David Anthony Burns guilty of second-degree murder beyond a reasonable doubt. Then Mr. LaCour, if he chooses, will get to do his closing arguments. And then Mr. Hugo Holland gets to have the last say-so. Then once they get done with their closing arguments, I'm going to give you instructions. It's called charging the jury. I'm going to give you detailed instructions on legal terms. I'm going to give you detailed instructions on what it takes for second-degree murder to be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. It's going to take a while, but I'm going to do everything. It's called charging the jury. All right? She says the jury must rely on memory and not take notes. And it is the jury's duty to vote, guilty or not guilty. During the trial, lawyers may make objections, et cetera. Ignore those, right? They may make objections. I'm a rule on them, and then I'll tell you if if you're to pay attention to that or not, right? And uh, or I'll overrule one party and say your objection is no good, or or if the objection is sustained, then I'll give them instructions on how to continue. She said, "I'm not." She said, basically, I'm a, I'm a referee. I don't take sides. She said, if you look up here and you see me on my computer or my cell phone or whatever, or I'm flipping through a book, she said, doesn't mean I'm not listening to the witness testimony. It doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on in court. It just means that I'm doing my job. I'm probably looking up something uh, about the law or something about you know, procedures or whatever. She said, but I assure you that I'm paying attention. So don't pay attention to me during the trial. You give all your energy and attention to what's being said, what evidence is being put on. You've got to make your decision based off of only the allowable evidence in the courtroom. That's why you can't take notes. And when you go back there to vote after I charge you as the jury, then you are going to have to make your decision. And 
you'll have your discussions, you'll vote, and you'll go through it, and you'll either come up with guilty or not guilty, or if you can't reach a verdict, it'll be a hung jury. She said, y'all are the fact finders, all right? Um, then the judge asked the lawyers, do y'all want to sequester the witnesses? Y'all, when they sequester a witness, they, they, that big, big long witness list, which I didn't read to you, the, you don't want, as the prosecution or defense, you don't want people that are going to be testifying, especially against each other, uh, uh, and as to the, their facts in the case, you don't want them to be talk to be in the courtroom to hear the other testimony that's going on. Right? They don't want the judge doesn't want these potential witnesses to be influenced by what's already been testified to. Happens in every murder trial. I've been sequestered most of my life. It seemed like right the um, before I was called in to testify. Now after. You are sequestered, and, and and you come in and you testify. The they the court can release you, and then you can go sit down and watch it. Or they reserve the right. One party, the defense or the prosecution, may reserve the right to call you again, and they have to go, you have to go back and be sequestered. Lacour wants all of them sequestered, all the witnesses. Now that doesn't apply to family members, y'all. The um like Miss Stephanie gets is is going to have her say or whatever they get to stay in. Um, they're not like really involved in, in, in the case as far as the factual part of what the murder and everything else. So they brought in one witness of blackmail. Uh, I guess he was there and, and the judge wanted to get him out of court, tell him to come back in the morning and swore him in. His name was Griffith. Uh, she's, Brought him in and had him raise his right hand. He said, so I'm to swear to tell the whole truth, blah, blah, blah. He says, yes, I do. She sent him out and said, come back tomorrow morning. So the courts adjourn. Um, and the lawyers are prepared to give their open statements. Now, episode three, I'm going to tell you the open statements, and they are fire people. I'm telling you, they are fire on both sides. I'll give them both credit, but the and I'm look. I really wish I could have taken every word down, but I got a lot. I got about forty some more pages of stuff. Uh, the open statements, I'll I'll cover on the next episode. But I'm gonna tell you the the tension in the room. David Anthony Burns. The whole time I'm watching him, I, I can see him. He's to my left. He just sits there. And backs up against the chair and he's twiddling his thumbs. I'm like, with a blank expression on his face. And me, fuck, if I was on trial for my life, I don't know. I, don't, I guess I don't know what I would be doing. Obviously, there's been no plea bargain, offer or accepted, right? David Anthony Burns is hell bent. He's taking this shit to trial. Guess what? It's about to happen, Captain. Opening arguments are coming and. As soon as the opening argument's done, the first witness will be put on. So I'm going to conclude today's episode. The uh, Stay tuned, y'all. The third is the most powerful yet. You need to hear the open arguments. There's stuff in there about real life, real crime, and me. And it's fire. But, again, today I'm not recording in my studio. I'm in a hotel room. I've been here now 
seven days, and and tomorrow will be eight, and on the island it'd be ten to thirteen probably before I get to go home. But I'm I'm trying to get ahead on these episodes and record it so we can release them to y'all. Um, I promised you this: we entered into a partnership with with Work House Productions. It's a, it's small small. Uh, company owned by Mike Agravino, who's been in the business for over 30 years. And the it's the right partnership for RRC. We were going to be releasing weekly episodes. There will be no more weeks that you don't get to hear real life, real crime. All right? Guaranteed. You're guaranteed to get 40 episodes a year. Four 10-season episodes. And Patreon of Convicts, you're going to get a hell of a lot more, including this week. You're getting your first one called War. And that's where I'm going to go into. And I've been holding on to this juice for four years. I'm going to tell you every shitty thing that happened to me, and, and including the one that set me off this week. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that. And I'm not going to release it to the general public, at least not yet, because I'm about to sue the fuck out of everybody. And I've got calls, okay? But that'll, that'll be in, in your episode war. And I, I got to thank you, Patreon Convicts, for subscribing because I would not be able to sit here and do this if you didn't do it. I would. David Anthony Burns would not be in jail right now if y'all hadn't backed me from the beginning. You're going to get more episodes. You're going to get more stuff. I promise you that. Hey, all lifers, I love you to death. If you can't be a Patreon or, or Convict, then I just love you just as much. The, the the support this week has been overwhelming, not only for me, but for especially for Courtney Coco's family from all around the world. Lifers rule. I've always said that. And you know, me winning all the awards are because of Lifers rule, beating all the biggest shows in the world. Um, but so I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Y'all, y'all. At the time I'm recording this, I just got locked up in Facebook jail again. All right. There's, they're locking me up like once a week now, it seems. And so I would encourage you to go to the app store and download the real life, real crime community app. And y'all, it's free. You go to the app. I'm posting in there for a post on Facebook. I'm answering there for answering anything on Facebook. And guess what? I can't be put in jail on my own fucking app. Because I'm the only one that censors it. Okay? So, I don't know. The Facebook's locking me up fucking left and right, and I don't even know what I'm doing. And I, honest to God, I don't. Uh, I'm not saying anything really bad or anything. I'm not cursing or showing guns or any shit like that. The Real Life Real Crime Community app has everything. It has our store, it's our website, it has well over 10,000 users now. Uh, um, it has all kinds of true crime stuff on it. It has everything in real life, real crime times infinity, right? It, I mean, it, it, you could collect coins, uh, uh, you know, for, for being interactive. It's just all kinds of shit. It, it has updates on our other cases, anything you could imagine, real life, real crime, or all our other social media put together in one spot times 10, all right? Go check it out. Real life, real crime community app. It's free. You'll see me there first, all right? Convicts are our patrons that didn't swap over. Convicts get, that's our my term, play on words uh, uh, for our subscribers there. But 
if you're there, you're a lifer and I love you. Okay. And so stay tuned. Lots of great stuff coming. We're, um, Next week, we're going to announce about the Crew Bash. Tickets will go on sale. It'll be February 3rd and 4th in downtown Baton Rouge at the Basin. The 3rd is the VIP event, and that ticket gets you in for both nights. Uh, um, the VIP event is where basically we get to hang out and party, and I take pictures and sign autographs and hang out with y'all, get the one-on-one experience, and we have the club for the whole night, and we party hard. Oh, and we're going to do auctions again for LOPA, the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. We have so much being donated. Um, and I'm going to list all the all the the people that have donated all items to be auctioned off. Some will be auctioned, and some of them we're going to do the raffle tickets again, like we've been doing the last couple of years. The But this year, you're going to have a choice where you can scan the QR code or you can uh, buy a hard ticket, right? Me, personally, I don't fuck with the QR codes. I don't get it. But my wife and everybody else does. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Us, but me, I'm old school. If I'm gonna give you twenty dollars for a ticket or whatever, I think the ticket's gonna be ten dollars. Is it ten dollars for one? Ten dollars. I don't. I don't remember what it's mean. I think it's fifteen dollars for one or ten for a hundred, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But we were going to auction some stuff off Friday night at the VIP event. Saturday night after I do my live podcast, and it's gonna be a throwdown adult version. The we were going to do the drawings for the big winners um, for our prizes, and y'all, we have prizes galore, and we'll get into that. We'll do a special drop for that. Um, but it's important we're raising money for the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, and they save lives every day. And if you're an organ donor from Greece, and or you want to be an organ donor and you're from Greece, you can go to lopa.org, go to the sign-up page. It takes like two minutes. Sign up, give the gift of life and sight and whatever. Uh, y'all, they they do so much stuff, and I know I need to have Miss Lori still on one day to explain everything because I still don't get it all. But it's a worthy cause, and we're raising money for them. I end every show talking about them because I love them. I know people who are alive today because they've received transplants. Uh, I know people that can see today because they've received eyes. The it's just it's huge. And and recently, a dear friend of ours and I've known long before I got in podcast. I used to work with, had an experience with them, and 
she she thanked me. She said, you know, it was her toughest time, and but these are the best people in the world, and I wouldn't have known about them had I not heard about it through Real Life of Crime and you. So we're going to support it, but the Crew Bash is going to be awesome. Of course, we're going to have a hotel downtown with a special rate. Uh, we'll have an X amount of block of rooms. Like last year, it was during Mardi Gras time, and the we sold out rooms right at our cheap rate was like 120 dollars a night well guess how much the the rooms went for after that up to 400 a night because it was mardi gras and everybody was coming in and this year the third and the fourth that is before mardi gras it's before the big parades but not too much before like two weeks ahead of time um it is the pro bowl weekend so it's the weekend before the Super Bowl. So it's not going to mess up any Super Bowl parties or anything. But I'm going to tell you something. You better get your tickets because we're taking it to the next level this year. We already got fans coming in from Australia. Robesy, shout out to you. And we got people won tickets from all over the United States. And and I know they're going to sell out fast. So I'll let you know when they go on sale. Your uh, Patreon, your convicts, that if you're whatever level it is, you know, you get your discount on the tickets and, and, and all that. So, but that's it. The, a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, check out bloody Angola, my other podcast that I co-host with Jim Chapman. It's fire people. Jim does the historian part. I do the Woody Overton part. Um, it's downloadable anywhere. You can get a podcast. It doesn't matter what device you use or anything else. Just like real life, real crime, go to go join the app first of all uh, uh so that's important so we get away from facebook but we have the real life real crime crew page just over thirty-eight thousand members on that uh on facebook i have my regular page which i can't accept any more friends for because i'm over five thousand. i have woody overton public page i have the real life real crime public page uh we have the real life real crime lanyap group um i'm on instagram at Real Life Real Crime or at Overton Woody. My prayers go out to Miss Barbara Blunt's family. Y'all don't forget about her. If you if you have any information, keep calling it in. We are still working the case. Livingston Parish Sheriff Jason R is still working the case. I can't tell you what's going on recently, but we need help. Somebody knows something. You know, call it in. Uh, uh, let's try to get justice for Miss Barbara. You go back and listen to the Barbara Blunt series. That's the one that haunts me, y'all. Um, then, of course, you know, uh, Justice for Kim Womack, we got that case turned from an accident to they're investigating it as a homicide, although it's cold. Uh, but at least they're doing that, and the family got media coverage. And, of course, Justice for Mary, we got that. Y'all lifers got that. And they told that family they would never get an arrest in that case, and we proved them wrong in less than a week. After I did the call to action, we got double two arrests. The husband, uh, Gerald Pucho, who pled out to 60 years for strangling his wife, married to death. 60 years, and they were married, I think, like 41 or 42 years. And it's because y'all made it happen. Again, Patreon Convicts, thank you so much. Enjoy your episode war. It's not to enjoy. It's me fucking going off about the shit. Um... But you deserve it. I appreciate y'all. All lifers love you. I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder.
by you. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? When the wolf is at your door, you're running so that's for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.